I know things aren't looking good for the Milwaukee Brewers right now on the field, but someday are we going to be in a position where we're begging them to stay doing these reverse boycotts? Can't let it get to that. We'll tell you about that. And uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the first place Pittsburgh Pirates are in town. Huge series coming up. All that more coming up next here on Locked On Brewers. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Brewers. Yeah, this reverse, this reverse boycott that's been going on in Oakland kind of drummed up some things in my mind with the Milwaukee Brewers. We're going to get to that coming up here in a little bit. Also, the Pirates are heading to town the first time Brewers have faced them this year. That's all set for a three-game series at AmFam Field beginning on Friday night. We're going to preview that as well. Ethan Smith from Lockdown Pirates will be joining us here in a couple of minutes. The show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs, today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com, locked, uh, backslash Lockdown MLB, and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti Stout Tumbler with every order. Bird Dogs, great sponsor here on Lockdown Brewers. My name is Chuck Friedman. Host here on Lockdown Brewers and Lockdown Podcast Network, where your team every day, morning sports anchor at 1310 WIBA in Madison. Been doing sports talk shows in Milwaukee for in the state of Wisconsin forever and been covering for AP Radio Network, the Brewers, for over 40 years. But like you, my favorite sports team is the Milwaukee Brewers. Just dying to get them back to a World Series and, uh, you know, dying to get them here too. We almost lost the Brewers in 1995. Uh, some of you might not remember, might not have been old enough to remember. A lot of you guys do. We were we should have lost the Brewers back in 1995. And back in the mid-90s, nobody was going to games, much like the Oakland A's. Handfuls of people were going to games, just like the Oakland A's. And many people in the state didn't care if the Brewers stayed or gone. You know, it's like that significant other that's chirping in your ear. Sometimes you don't care if she's, he or she stays or goes. Same with the Milwaukee Brewers. Because the Brewers were irrelevant in the mid-90s in Milwaukee. The If you think it's bad now as far as financially in baseball, it was terrible back then. And the Brewers, you know, a big signing for them was Hideo Nomo. That was it. They couldn't sign anybody. They couldn't compete. They were a 500 team at best. And when the stadium issue came up in the mid-90s, many people in this state said, let him leave because you're going to build this nice stadium and nobody's going to go to games. Well, they did build this nice stadium and people did go to games. And it was a good thing that this thing wasn't built until 2000, that it was delayed a little bit that the Brewers initially pushed for a stadium in the late 80s. But if they would have got that stadium when they wanted, we wouldn't have had this beautiful roof. And maybe we'd be talking about another new ballpark right about now. All right? We would have been sitting out there in cold conditions. The roof was the biggest thing that they've ever did. The ceilings have ever done was come up and put that roof at AmFam Field. Because last Sunday when it was 50 degrees, nobody wanted to sit out in the cold. We were in the comforts. Of a roof. Oakland 
is it the same situation, but not with a roof, a stadium issue. They've let that stadium turn into a dump, and fans have not turned out for games, much like the 90s. But the fans there at Oakland are doing a reverse boycott. They're drawing now 27,000 here in the last couple of nights, begging for that team to stay, begging for an ownership change. But it's not going to work. They're going to Las Vegas. They are going to Las Vegas. The Vegas has approved a $1.5 billion new stadium with a roof, and they're going. They are going. Too late. And the fans, God bless them for coming out here in the last several nights. But when this team was struggling and when this team was winning, when that Oakland East team was winning, you weren't supporting the team. You, I was, Oftentimes, they'd playoff games, they'd show them on TV. You can go back to the Bash Brothers. They weren't supporting. You, those fans weren't supporting. Our team in Milwaukee fans are continuing to support. But we could be in danger of losing this team if that bill or whatever financial package is not passed to get the stadium repairs for Ampham Park. $480 million. Okay, that's thereabouts. Okay. It's going to be a political football back in 1995 it was, and it could be the same thing, pop it up again. And in 95, it should have been, it was voted down the stadium package. It was voted down, and a vote was changed. And a state senator lost his job because of it and a recall election. But them voting it back, coming back, and him changing his vote was the best thing that ever happened because we have a stadium. Yeah, we don't have any World Series yet, but we've been able to enjoy this new ballpark. Now it needs some fixing. What's going to happen? Are we going to be able to fix this thing, or are we going to let this team move? And reverse boycotts, that's a nice little cute story in Oakland, but that little too late on trying to save that team in Oakland. Okay? Yeah, you had a dump of a stadium but you weren't turning out. Our fans are turning out for games in our beautiful stadium that needs some, needs some repairs, needs some repairs. The, the bones of that place needs some repairs. If they say those agri- architecture guys say that needs some repairs, I, who am I to say that's what needs to be done. That needs to be done to keep that team here. We need to do it and keep them here. We don't want to be doing, trying to reverse Boycotts and begging this team to stay. There weren't a lot of people begging this team to stay in the mid-90s. I think there'd be more this time around, but we don't need it to get to that point. Oakland, you got 27,000 there the other night doing chance to uh, you know, sell the team and all that. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Something should have been done maybe by the fans a long time ago if ownership would have heard it. Not going to happen. We don't want to get in that spot where we're doing reverse lockouts here. Nice story at Oakland. We don't need to have it here. We need to get ahead of the situation here and get that financing going. However, it's going to, whatever it's going to take, we can't afford to lose the Milwaukee Brewers. Go to the ceiling experience at AmFam Field. Watch that, how the Braves moved in 65, how the Brewers almost moved in 95. And we don't need them to move out of here in the next several years. Lockdown Brewers. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us every day. Lockdown Brewers. Download us on 
Google, Spotify, on Apple. We're on all the audio downloads out there for, for podcasts. Follow us on YouTube, our growing YouTube audience as well. Search Lockdown Brewers, hit the subscribe button, hit that little bell there. It's going to alert you every time we drop an episode here on Lockdown Brewers on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You everydayers out there following me on Twitter, Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. I'll let you know every time we drop an episode here on Lockdown Brewers. And the Brewers will play the Pittsburgh Pirates at the first of three coming up Friday night. 710 with that broadcast catch every pitch on uh, the Brewers hometown broadcast Sirius XM the SXM app search Brewers we're gonna talk some Pirates baseball this huge series coming up the Pirates the first place Pirates Ethan Smith from Lockdown Pirates is going to be joining us next we'll get to that coming up here on Lockdown Brewers all right, welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. I'm your host, Chuck Freeman. Good to have you along. And for the first time this year, this deep into the season, the Brewers are taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Ethan Smith joining us from Lockdown Pirates. Yeah, late in the year. I feel like the, the Brewers and Pirates always play each other like 50 times a year. You know, I mean, it seems like they're always playing the Pirates. But uh, this is actually a pretty pretty good, uh, pretty decent matchup. I mean, the Brewers aren't playing well. You guys are still involved in a, a series with the Cubs as we talk, but Man, it's been a pretty good season. I mean, you guys started off strong, twenty and eight. You went through that funk, and uh, and recovered, and are in first place right now in the NL Central. I don't think anybody expected that. Yeah, and even for me, Chuck, I don't think I expected that. Uh, the twenty and eight start was definitely something I didn't expect at all. I don't think any Pirates fan really expected to start the season that way. And then you had the dismal May where you just they, they fell apart. I mean, that was basically what happened in that entire month. They're not very great against the American League versus the National League. Uh, as you mentioned right now, the Cubs did take the first two games of the series that we're involved in right now with Game 3 tonight at the time of recording. But, I mean, even now, you asked before we started recording how long I've been doing this. I've been with Locked On since 2020. And the Pirates have never been in this position since I started. Now they're in first place, albeit the division is very bad for all intents and purposes. But MLB doesn't care about that. They don't care about how bad the division is. Somebody has to win it, right? And at some point, I do think the Pirates are going to start calling up some of these guys that myself and fans want to see to kind of help with this. But I also see you have pitching matchups on there right now, and that's been a very scary topic in the world of Pittsburgh right now. So we'll see what happens with this series. I think it's going to be fun. Well, let's face it. Major league baseball doesn't care about either one of us. I mean, the Brewers no. or the pirates, they don't, they, they like the same teams. You know, turn on ESPN last night. What do you see? Dodgers, white Sox, shocker. You know? Yeah. And we're, we're just, we're, you know, the, the pirates is just a cute story. The Brewers when they're in first place, just a cute little story. And nobody takes us seriously. So, um, but I mean, you guys have had a, a good run. I mean, that the, the offense has been struggling at times. We, I know how that is because our, you know, here in Milwaukee, our, we've had problems getting that thing going a little bit. But um, yeah, offensively, it's been a struggle at times. Yeah, and I mean, even yesterday's game on Wednesday night, it was kind of crazy. The Pirates had twelve hits, six mm -hmm. runs, and still managed to lose. They were yeah. up five to one against Chicago in that game, and those are the games when you have and offense and struggles that you can't lose when your offense has 12 hits. And even on Tuesday night, 
they had seven hits and only three runs, which was more understandable to lose that game. But at some point, the two have to come together. You can't have one without the other. The pitching, for most, for if you look at the entire sample size, the pitching has been fine. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, things are getting a little weird with Rowanzi going to the bullpen. You get the injuries to JT Brubaker and Michael Burrows and Vince Velasquez. So the whole bull, like the whole starting rotation is just all out of whack right now. But they're still pitching mostly well out of the starting rotation, but the bullpen has kind of taken a little dip as of late. And that think I think that's the scarier thing than the offense. I mean, the offense is gonna score you four or five runs every once in a while, like they did last night. But if your bullpen is giving up 17 or runs over two games, you're not going to win anything. And that's something that going into this Brewer series, I think is going to be very, very important is you're going to have to pitch with this team. That is something that you are going to have to do. And if Pirates pitching can't match what Milwaukee is going to have, then I don't know how they even win a game in this series if they can't pitch with them. Well, we can't score, so I probably the first one to two runs is is going to win. But you guys got—I mean, Brian. I've said this on my podcast, I've said it on my talk shows before. Brian Reynolds is one of my favorite players of all time, and when he's playing the Brewers, I'm hiding under the kitchen table, the coffee table, because I know he's going to do some damage. The guy always comes up with clutch hits. You watch him all the time. I wish he was a Milwaukee Brewer. You guys signed him to a big contract that he offsees. I say you guys. I mean the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, but I mean, that guy is just fun to watch. Just a great player. I mean, he has nothing flashy, but just goes out and gets the job done. Yeah. And I think that was one of the biggest reasons why he resigned in Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is the place where he can just go out there in left field and play. He mm-hmm. doesn't have to worry about the constant distractions of a big market like New York or LA or Atlanta. Even now he doesn't have to worry about constantly being under a spotlight. Mm-hmm. He's just a, switch hitting guy who's going to bat about 280 or higher every single year. He's going to give you a decent defense in left field and he's going to do his thing. That's what he does. And I think locking him up was the perfect thing to do for this Pittsburgh Pirates team because it showed that, okay, we're past the point of just trading everybody away. We're going to start locking some of these guys up. You saw him do it last year with key Brian Hayes, who arguably has the best glove in all of baseball. They do it this year with Reynolds, Mitch Keller, is probably next in that string of extensions. And then O'Neill Cruz, of course, who you guys won't see in this series uh, from the injury back in April. Mm-hmm. We expect him back in August. If he has a good comeback at the end of the year, I would even say go ahead and start talking to him about an extension as well. And I'm sure Brewers fans know the pain of just seeing good guys leave constantly, but I do feel like the Pirates are past that by now. Well, I didn't like to see Andrew McCutcheon leave here. He was here one year, and I thought he was fantastic. Good in the locker room and all that. And you now he's back where he started with, with – he's producing. He's got nine home runs so far this year. Yeah, and uh, he's kind of taken a role in the leadoff spot sometimes. he Sometimes he's in the leadoff spot. Sometimes he's not. Uh, obviously, his 2000th hit came in the leadoff spot. And, yeah, he's a locker room guy. And, like, something that a lot of the guests that I have on my show and something I say on my show all the time, Chuck – is pirate like the pirates have some good veterans on this team you look at carlos santana you look at rich hill i mean you could even consider david bednar a veteran at this point Mm -hmm. with how long he's been in the league brian reynolds also but none of those guys have what andrew mccutcheon has in that pirates locker room which is saying i've won here like carlos santana was in the divisional round last year with the seattle mariners 
He didn't do that in Pittsburgh. Rich Hill has been in the playoffs countless times with the millions of teams that he's played for. But Andrew McCutcheon has a track record of winning in Pittsburgh. He has done it before. He's won an MVP in this city before. So that's a guy that these young guys like mm-hmm. Key Brian Hayes, uh, O'Neill Cruz, Tucapita Marcano, all the young guys you guys will see over the weekend, have a guy that they can look up to every single day and say, okay, he is a living embodiment of the fact that we know we can win baseball games while he's here. We're talking with Ethan Smith from Lockdown Pirates. Does a heck of a job on Lockdown Pirates. He's mentioned he's been there since 2020. Uh, yeah, Rich Hill. I always like to see when a guy about my age is, is still pitching in the majors. 43 years old, winning some games for you guys. He's bounced around, but I mean, he's longevity and he's, um, you know, he's adding some veteran presence to that pitching staff. Yeah, and Austin Hedges as well. Uh, yeah. A lot of people don't like him in Pittsburgh because he's batting below the Mendoza line, but defensively, he's been one of the better catchers in all of baseball. He's one of mm-hmm. the better framers in all of baseball, which is something I contribute to Johan Oviedo being able to come in and have a role in the rotation, even though he didn't expect to. Mitch Keller, of course, taking his ginormous leap that he's taken this year. I mean, even last year, there was a, a funny picture that I saw that he was like last in everything at one point last year over the course of like four years. And now he's an arguable all-star in the national league as a starting pitcher, but rich Hill too. I mean, you look at that guy. I mean, again, 43 years old, he's done it all, seen it all. When the pirates are in lulls, like they're in right now with two straight losses to the Cubs. Do you really think rich Hill's worried about that? No, no. <laughs> he knows that it's going to like turn on its head eventually Oh, the Reds are slowly coming up on the Brewers and the uh, Pirates. You really think Rich Hill and all these veterans are worried about that? No, because they've all dealt with it. And they just have to instill that into those young guys and say, hey, look, they might be right behind us now. Doesn't mean they're going to be right behind us in a month. Yeah, Rich Hill and Julio Tehran. How about that pitching matchup Friday night at AmFam Field? Yeah, The over and under for the Pirates this year was 67 and a half. I mean, if you had the over, man, you're you're feeling good. I, I think at this point, um, this division you mentioned is bad, but I and I think the feeling was that the Cardinals were eventually going to win this thing. But I, I feel like they might be have buried themselves so much right now with yeah. like 17 games of the 500 mark. It might be you guys, us guys, or the Reds that wins this. Somebody's got to win this division. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, to see how these three teams have all gotten here. Milwaukee has kind of just been Milwaukee. They have Corbin Burns. They have Christian Yelich, Willie Adamez, the the usual suspects. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh brought in veteran leadership, had the great start, fell off a little bit, but they've gotten contributions from guys that they didn't expect. And then Cincinnati has just pretty much went with the – we're just going to push all our chips in prospect-wise and bring up everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's paid off so far. Now, one thing that I will say about the Cincinnati Reds is if you do look at the teams that they have been playing as of late, then you can kind of like form an opinion there. But also every team has to play their schedule and they're all playing each other now. So everybody's going to play the Royals at some point. Everybody's going to play the Athletics at some point, which I don't think Brewers and Pirates fans want to play, uh, play the Athletics again after last yeah. week. No. Um. But, yeah, it's a division that's – I mean, even the Cubs, like say the Cubs beat us tonight, they're only three and a half back of us if they win tonight 
depending on what happens with Cincinnati and Milwaukee. I believe you guys are off on Thursday. Yeah. So, so that'll be interesting too. But yeah, it's a division that even if the Cardinals get hot for a week, they could enter right back into it only being eight and a half back. So I think despite the division not being all that great, I think the drama is going to be pretty great down the stretch of the year. Ethan, thanks for taking some time. Let's enjoy the series, and we'll catch up with you maybe later in the season, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. That's uh, Ethan Smith, and he did a great job. Great having him on. Follow him on Locked On uh, Pirates on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are coming right back after this timeout, and we'll preview the series coming up here. All right, everybody. Good to talk to Ethan Smith. Here on Lockdown Brewers and Lockdown Podcast Network, we are your team every day. Uh, the show is brought to you in part by FanDuel. FanDuel, get over to FanDuel right now. They got a heck of an offer, FanDuel. My glasses on to tell you exactly what it is. FanDuel, new customers, get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. We've all go down this road before. We've lost our first bet, and then we don't have anything. But FanDuel, that no-sweat first bet up to 2500 Wow, that's a heck of a bonus right there. No better way to bet all the action than at America's number one sports book, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, let's say uh, you think the St. Louis Cardinals are going to get back on track this weekend. Okay. I actually liked them this past week, but I stayed off against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Or you think the Brewers are going to get back on track. Go to FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash lockdown. Get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. I'm telling you about my bird dogs I've been wearing on the golf course as well. Bird dogs, uh, bird dogs, stretchy pants that fit so nice. They have the shorts as well. Bird dogs, uh, stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, give you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts, they do the trick as well. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of the stiff, restricting cotton Bird Dogs fixed that issue by inventing a cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches. You get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. You do stuff athletically. These are for you. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And I told you about their pants, their golf pants. I wear them on the golf course. You can wear them out to work, to parties, whatever. Bird Dogs, check out the shorts, check out the pants. Go to birddogs.com backslash lockdown MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. It's birddogs.com backslash lockdown MLB, your free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you that. All right. The Brewers and the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates at the first of three, seven, ten central Friday night. Catch every pitch of the Brewers hometown broadcast, Sirius XM, the SXM app. Search Brewers. Thank you all, you everydayers, for making Lockdown Brewers your first listen to every day. Whether you're downloading us on the platforms, Google, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your audio, or if you're on YouTube, go to YouTube, go to Lockdown Brewers, hit the subscribe button, hit that bell there. Follow me on Twitter, Chuck Freeman, so you don't miss an episode. 
All right, the Brewers in second place right now. They're facing Rich Hill, as we talked about with Ethan there. Hill with a record of 6-5, and five, looked really good in his last outing. Seven solid innings against the New York Mets and getting the win. 43 years old, a left-hander. You know what that means. The Brewers are just awful against left-handed pitching. Julio Tehran makes the start for the Milwaukee Brewers, making his fifth start, three of them quality, and the other one, his first start, he went five innings, gave up a run. So four good starts for Tehran. He needs some offensive support. His last outing, he was like, I know I don't get any offensive support. Was that same way in Atlanta. Was that same way of Atlanta. But nobody's supporting anybody these days for the Milwaukee Brewers, as you all know. Night game on Friday, afternoon game. A 3 o'clock start coming up on Saturday. 1 o'clock start coming up on Sunday. Three different times, two afternoon games. A night game starting off on Friday night. And the Brewers have a chance to climb back in the first place in the NL Central. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks for everybody out there for following us along. There is not going to be a show on Saturday morning recapping Friday night's game. Got a vacation day coming up. But uh, we'll be back at it on Sunday morning for Saturday night's game over on Sunday morning uh, here on Lockdown Brewers, recapping the Brewers and Pirates. It's going to do it. I'm Chuck Freeman. Thank you, everybody, for following us along on Lockdown Brewers. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, we are your team every day.